Hopefully, this is the last time you hear this ad, because with Chime Checking Account, features like fee-free overdraft up to $200 with SpotMe and getting paid up to two days early with direct deposit, you can probably treat yourself to an ad-free upgrade to spend more time listening to your favorite podcasts, or at least grab yourself an extra morning latte this month. Join millions of Chime members who work on their financial progress with fee-free overdraft and no monthly fees. When you find new ways to save, you can reach your financial goals easier and still have the occasional treat. Take more control of your finances and say goodbye to monthly fees. Open your account in minutes at chime.com goals 24. That's chime.com goals 24. Chime feels like progress. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. Spot me eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. Terms and conditions apply. Go to chime.com slash disclosures for details. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello all, Tiny Q and I again. Let's push it out a wee bit. Hey! Fantastic. Quality video skills as always. Uh, we're in the Shedbury, probably for the last time this year. I'll get shut up soon because um, I end up putting the, the sun loungers, which my wife insisted on buying and then sat on once, uh, in here to save them for the winter on the off chance that one day she might use them. Um, hush but fairly uh, right, okay, so this week, firstly in the introduction I'd like to say a big hello to um, Rafael, as Casper, who I met at Sainsbury's, who done that thing, <laughs> kind of like, you're that guy, are you? <laughs> yeah, mate, I've just got to chase this fork truck driver because he's got my paperwork, and then I went outside, and then I've done that thing, I thought, he's going to think I'm ignoring him, then I went to find him and I couldn't find him, and then he appeared at the front of the door and we had a big chat. It's class one driver, thinking about joining the exchange, we had a good chat, nice guy, mate, thanks for watching. Right, so this week, obviously the big thing... The fuel shortage, the driver, the driver shortage, and the fuel shortage. We've all been feeling it. It's been a bit of a shocker. There we go. So, uh, but what have you guys got to say about it? Um, I don't write what I had to say about it, but I mean, I did do that thing. Something I did actually meant to say was um, part of the pain. Also, is the ad blue. Because when you do a lorry, you do the fuel and you do the air blue at the same time on the pump. And you don't have to do the air blue on the pump. You can do them on the um, the plastic bottles. And, of course, I've been doing it on the plastic bottles. I will do one on 7.5 tonnes on air blue because my one is a pain to try and get the, the, the nozzle in. Um, and then they, 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 sometimes they jam. They go, tunk, 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 13p, 15p, 17p. Um so you're doing with the, with the bottles, but the bottles don't stretch far enough. It's kind of like trying to milk a cow backwards. Trying to what you do is you squeeze them. It's like, if I could play the bagpipes, I'd be fine. But we'll do more on that. That's one of my many videos that I'm backing up in my um, little black book here. If I owe you a video, there, here I'm getting through it. Just give me time. Anyhow, so uh, domain name guy. It's the first they had a driver shortage. <laughs> now, and now the drivers that can't drive anywhere because there's no fuel. It's, this is hilarious. <laughs> they've got to choose, and then for every truck that fills up, it means ten cars can't. It is the thing, isn't it? I mean, the, the truck one, I mean, I've turned up at, like, you say, half past three in the morning, and there were 20 rigs in front of me. Those rigs will take 300 litres. I'd take 100 litres, I guess. 
So, but having said that, no rig, no Tesco's, no no Sainsbury's, no food. We'll start moaning soon, won't we? He says, um, I'm watching a um, driver shortage and chaos as an unemployed seven and a half ton agency driver, ex multi drop, just quietly adding domain names to my portfolio and fine tuning my stock market skills. I've thought about this before because there's an app that come up. I watched this guy, um, Colin Furs. He's brilliant. He's this crazy geezer who just um, makes stuff. He makes stuff like exploding backpacks and hydraulic bikes and an underground bunker. And he's, he's great. If you don't get, I mean, don't get me wrong. The guy's got 11 million subscribers. He doesn't need you to watch him, but it's really fun. Um, and one of the things he did, one of the guys who like, you know, plugged his channel, like, you know, I've got the circuit one plugging mine, like, you know, I do stuff for them, was like the stock market thing. And I thought, I wonder if you did have like, you know, 50 quid or 100 quid. And, you know, or maybe more if you have, like, you know, you can get one of these apps. When you're sitting on a bay, have a look at it. See how it goes. If you did have a little bit of money and think, I'll try it once, and if I lose it, I lose it. And if I make a bit, I'll maybe keep going. It would be something. I will. I might do one also on um, things to do when sitting on a bay. I once met a geezer, a truck driver. He had a ukulele. He was learning to play that. I thought, well, that's impressive. Better than looking at YouTube, isn't it, surely? If you're sitting on a bay looking at YouTube right now, you remember why don't you, as a kid, go off and do something less boring instead. Go buy yourself a ukulele. I'm not going to advise you at the stock market. You might lose your house. Um, Paul Slight said he did Huddersfield to Hastings, then Brighton to Woking on a full tank. In a hotel now in Woking with 50 miles left in the tank. I said, I've got a full day's jobs backed up to Huddersfield to do tomorrow. Every single station I passed... um, and that's, that's 12, had nothing, nothing. He said, just going to drive to the M3 services at 6am, park up until they get a delivery. Joys are driving for a living. In fairness, it really doesn't happen that often. I mean, I remember oh, I had a fuel crisis before. The last fuel crisis I know that was this bad, I must have been 20 years ago. So I ain't going to cry too much about it. These things do happen. It'll come and it'll go. Um, Glue Eugen says, it's so frustrating when... You find one out of ten SOs with diesels. I have a car for SO only, and they say you can only put £30 in to be fair to everybody, but you still have to make 240 mile. I did have a result. I don't know if I said it, but um, I pulled it at one station, and it had a thing on the pump. It was BP. Good for me, because I'm BP cars. I've got a, a key fuels card as well, or I can't remember which one it is. Uh, and I pulled it at the station, and it had a little ticket on the pump, and it said £30 minimum for everybody except for emergency workers and HGV drivers. So I've got to fill up. Well done then. Thank you. I said to the lady, I said, it's not like, I, it's not like I've got to deliver it. You know, it's like, well, I've got to deliver it in London, but I'm going to drop it in Watford because I haven't got enough fuel to get to London. I am only going to have to go to the next station and buy the diesel. I'm not nicking diesel out of someone else. I'm not, not doing only necessary journeys. This is clearly must be a necessary journey because otherwise they would ask me to deliver it. So, I don't know. It's my defence. I hope that's good enough. Um... Gavlov says, he says, I've been praying to Jesus for over an hour for more petrol. Be honest with you, my friend, that's not really Jesus's thing. He's pretty much big on the fish and the um, the, the bread. Diesel, not so much, like, you know, so, you know, wine. He's good on wine. I seem to remember. I read the book sometime. Either that sort of film. I can't remember, actually. Robert Powell. Is he really Jesus? Doesn't strike me as the kind of guy that might have been born in sort of Jerusalem. Really. But hey, what do I know? Um, Original Aqua R says, 
I'm not even getting fuel. It's, it's not even getting the fuel that's annoying. It's the waiting time that's affecting the ETA of the drops, the pickup that's killing me. Now, I get that too. You turn around to someone, you say, I'm going to be there at 11 o'clock. And then you've had to spend an hour going out of your way, trying to find a petrol station, trying or queuing for petrol, and then your diesel, and you get there and you're an hour late. Well, you're an hour late because I couldn't get any fuel. I think it's fair enough. I think they're going to... I don't think anyone who didn't just go, that's fair enough, mate, would be churlish. Um, Ian Merrick, he says, I've taken the last two days off out. Um, he says, I've drive, drive 15 miles out to three local stations. Day one, no fuel. Uh, day two, two out of three have fuel, but the queue's so long that I would be late for my regular gig. Uh, day off tomorrow anyway for an oil change and diagnostics. New indicator may have disturbed the seat or something like that. Um, hopefully soon back to normal. You have made me feel better because I spoke to an Arctic driver. I spoke to a, like, a rig driver. And he turned around to me and he said... Um, it was absolutely crazy leaving sort of London, Romford or wherever he was on like the Sunday. Monday and Tuesday, he said, I went up to Scotland and they had nothing. Oh, I went, no fuel at all. He went, no, no, there was no aggravation. Everybody was just behaving normally. And then I kind of felt, I'll be honest with you, I felt I shouldn't be English. I thought, obviously, we're behaving terribly, but everybody else up there maybe is actually behaving normally. But from what you tell me, it's pretty much countrywide. And I can understand why it is. To me, it's like that Ben Elton thing, you know, he's pushing in. So the way I look at it is, we go, well, I'm not doing it. Do you remember the Ben Elton thing on the train? Where he says, you're standing in a queue, and a guy starts pushing in in front of you. And you go, he's pushing in. He's pushing in. He's pushing in. And then you go, well, if he's pushing in, I'm pushing in. So I think what happens is, 100% of the people, 80% are fine. But the 20% that aren't affect... The eighty, you know, the the the, the sixty to eighty percent will go. No, I'm just going to do it fine. And you watch it, you go. Hang on a second, he's like, that's not right. Well, if he's doing it, I'm doing it. So then they do it. Then the sixty to forty percent that will go. Well, I'm just going to get the fuel I need. Go. Hang on a second, there's a big queue here. And if I wait, I'm going to end up with no fuel. You know, I'm going to turn up in three days' time when I need it. I've got to take the kids to school. I can't do it. Right, I'm going to have to go and do it. Then I think it's it as a domino effect. I think people are basically good, but you know, you're scared. You gotta look after your family, you gotta feed your family, you gotta to get to work. You think, well, I ain't got a lot of choice now. I don't think it's a bad thing, it's, I just think it's a shame. Still can't get used to having bins. Uh, van on the run. Hoping it all's calmed down soon. People's fuel tanks are only so big. It's fair enough when they're all full up, they're doing their usual journeys. They can't, they don't, you can't fill up, you can't fill up twice, can you? Um, and I'm sure people will only do essential journeys so their fuel tank will last longer, are you? Oh, I, wish, I, hope, I hope you're right, mate. Um, obviously a different story for those of us that work in transport. Yeah, quite. So, uh, London Creative. Hello, Nick. How you doing, mate? Thanks very much. I will get around to the rat He's teaching me all about YouTube and ramping. He's got his own channel out there, London Creative. It's all about climbing and videos and stuff like that. If you do get a chance, please have a, have a look. Everyone loves a subscriber. Um, he said, of course, the army vehicles all run on petrol, so they don't care how much diesel they transport, and they have their own petrol pumps in backgrounds. Or whatever you call it. But at least they're maybe getting out and getting the tankers on board. Some people could argue it's a little bit late. Why is that this wonder about the army being trained not just to fight people? Which is obviously they do. They keep us they keep us liberty. They stop people invading. But at the same time, you could train them for like national emergencies. and be like international rescue. You know, where they could actually 
sweeping if they're like a landslide or something like that, and they come in in all the things. I thought that'd be great, you know. But in the meantime, I mean, I understand that it costs money to mobilise troops, and it's all taxpayers' money. So you go, yeah, okay, you want us to go and sort your bridge out, Peter. But at the same time, do you want to like pay an extra penny on your pound? No one wants to do that, don't they? So I guess it's just down to um, Scott and Virgil to sort it out. What do you mean they're not real? Actually, now you come to say, oh, yeah, yeah, that was always a problem with Thunderbirds. They obviously were acting. The acting was always a bit wooden. Uh, Dale Steele says, agency taking the profit out of it. Companies to get better at recruiting. I don't know, Dale. <laughs> I think really if you just pay the money, you get the drivers back. It's kind of my plan. And Julian Rugg, it's the final word on this one. It's no shortage of drivers on the CX, Pete. No, you're dead right, Julian. I think that's down to some geezer who keeps making videos about it. I think he's encouraging people to join. Yeah, it's not good. If I ever get my hands on him, I'll tell you, I'll, I'll have him. Uh, right, did one on pallets, because I ended up with that pallet place, didn't I, with the blue pallets. Um, Longfinger says, the blue ones are the rented ones. You only you only get a quid if you weigh them in. Most places don't want them. I'm amazed you get a quid. Every time I've had to drop off a blue pallet or a red pallet, they've turned around and said, we don't pay for them. I've never understood it, because they're rented... We don't pay for them because uh, the people that own the blue pallets won't give us the money when we give them back. And I would have thought, well, don't take them then. Just, or just burn them. Don't give them back to the blue people. It's something that probably pallet people understand. I don't I don't get involved. Um, and also, as it, uh, Godzilla said, blues, he said, not what you'd call light. He spent his day in Oxford and stone-built houses, and he said dropped in London at 40 miles. <laughs> London is not a delightful As he says, London is not a delightful place. Is it wrong to want a stainless lance attachment to the front of my van to be a moron? Absolutely not, my friend. I see no problem with that. While you're at it, we'll also have a couple of rocket launchers, some guns out the front, a metal shield, and an oil slick. New bomb film's out. I won't. I'll get around to it eventually. Maybe probably wait till it comes on the telly. Um, wait and return. We did one on wait and return. Um, Adam Norse says, um, what if, right, okay, a couple of questions here, fair enough. What if you pick up, uh, then drop back to the original collection for a second drop? Do you charge them the empty mileage on the second collection? In short, no. What you would do is you would pick up, drop it off, and do the return. That's one job. You're charging for that real money on the way there, backload on the way back. And then for the second job, you would charge them real money. So you would charge them how much. Again, that is, I said, I did, I, I did say that in the video. That is kind of one of the problems with waiting return. If it's returned you to not far from your house at two o'clock, do you then want to take another job going distance? So if they said the job is here, then drop off, then come back, then drop off, you're going to have to factor that into the fact that you know you're going to be doing dead miles coming back. Again, like I say, I wish I could give you all a graph to say if you're here at this time and the job is this, you charge this and you will win. It don't work like that. It's much more organic. It's much more a kind of, uh, you have to feel your way through, like, you know, sort of, but I'm sure you, everybody, I, I think you, you, you'll get it as you go along, like, you know. So, um, Ian Coyne says, do you charge waiting time if it's an over an hour? Yes. Yeah, we've had jobs like that before, where particularly with the trucks. I mean, if you're in a van, you charge waiting time if it's over 20 minutes. But with the trucks, you get an hour free every time. But if we go to somewhere, and it happens frequently. I mean, I was speaking to Gordon. He was on a bay for three and a half hours the other day. It's like, I'm just getting used to it. 
You said I was doing JD Sports before this. Go to a, go to a shop, drop off the stuff. It's easy to open at the back. They take it out. Go to the next one, drop off the stuff. Go to the next one, drop off the stuff. Go and do that. Back to base. He said, I'm, he said I'm, I'm sitting on base for three hours. I said, you're fine about it. He said, yeah. He said, yeah. I said, what would you do? You'll read a book or something? He said, I'm thinking about taking a book. Read me YouTube. Once you know you're going to do it, you prepare yourself for it. Again, ukulele, badger. Um, but yeah, now if I'm on a bay for more than an hour and it looks like I get up three quarters of an hour, I'd ring them up and go, look, here's the situation. I'm sitting on a bay. Um, they haven't tipped me yet. I'm over. If it went over an hour and a quarter, an hour and 20, I still wouldn't charge them because it happens. If it's in the two hours, over two hours, then I'm going to go, look, I've been sitting here for two hours. I'd rather not have it though because you're charging them 40 quid for basically for dropping off at two hours. Sometimes you can get there, open up the curtain, it's off in five minutes. I'd rather, you know, it works out £20 an hour. It's not great in a truck. But uh, it is what it is. You're going to have to prepare yourself for this if you run trucks. Uh, domain name guy says, you make your money again on, on, on the weight and return, but he would say, don't take the extra job. You make your money, you walk away. Same principle applies to this daily trading thing. You might want to give us a heads up on this the stock market thing. I might pass it on to the guys. Um, yeah, just... Take your money, walk away. He said, with a stock market thing, he said, you look at it all the time, you end up losing the money that you, you've got to leave it alone. If you keep looking at it, you end up making it and then losing it. I suppose it's like gambling, isn't it? If you gamble all the time, sooner or later, I'll take it back. Again, stock market is something I don't understand. But if you want to give us a few tips, I'll always pass them on to anybody who wants to play. Uh, Godzilla's. Oh, now, this is a long one, but I thought it was worth putting in. He said because he done one on, on weight and return, and this is the, this is another example. As I always say, not every job goes according to plan. He said the irony on this is surreal. All I've done today was weight and return. That means he's done one job, one weight return job in a day. He said I priced it and it went very wrong. Priced at thirty six miles, so forty pound minimum rate. Then the the minimum rate, um, so you don't return money. So half rate coming back. Uh, basically, no. Again, I like it. No, no time wasted. No dead miles. He basically worked the job out to be eighty quid, and then he said I charged eighty five pounds just because I couldn't help but putting a bit extra on. So it's thirty six miles weight return. He's charged him eighty five quid. Should take an hour each way, um, with an hour wait, and call it half an hour just messing around trying to sort the job out. Like you know, he said um, it should be about three and a half hours in total. Um, which is fine, you know, kind of thing. He said, all was good. He said, then there was roadworks. Went 15 minutes collection. Um, took three quarters of an hour instead of half an hour because of the roadworks. And then the pallet was too heavy. He said, um, nearly killed myself and placed it on to get sorted. Then it collapsed. Then the fork truck driver moaned. Um, he said, it's an hour and a half waiting, arguing to get it back. Oh, with something to do with American pallets. Yeah, American pallets are a pain. He's, um, um, he, he, the second guy was a nice guy. Long and short of it is, he's had a combination of pallets collapsing, American pallets, getting to the next place, which was securely padlocked because they were on break, undone the padlocks, got in, and second he got in, the fork truck drivers went on break. He said the whole thing just went absolutely sideways. And then he says, um, never mind, toodle pip. Not all jobs go according to plan, you know. But you don't not quote a weight and return because you think it, it, it could go wrong. Because any job could go wrong. You were just unlucky, mate. I'm, I'm sorry I read that so badly. The, the writing's not very large, and um, you order it more. Because maybe I might have to go up to a plus two or something. I don't know. Anyway, miscellaneous. What we got this week? Uh, Christian Gray. This is a great video, Pete. Thanks, Christian. Um, I, th- I'm thinking of. Go- 
I think you're going. Hang on a second. Let's just work out what's going on here. Lots of people hope to start on their own. Good luck. Hang on. Let me pause this a second. Don't yeah, it's, it's very, very complimentary. And then he says, £300 a month to pay for a freelance transport manager. Download my taco. I'm in the wrong job. If you've got £300 a month for a transport manager, that's actually quite cheap. If he's, if he's only doing one lorry, that's maybe not so cheap. I mean, my transport manager, superior Daniel Grumba. Hello, mate. Um, he charges me £300 a month for three lorries. But he's um, he's a mate, and I do most of the work myself. I do the downloading. I try and keep on top of it. Because, I mean, we had a couple of infringements later. Gordon missed up. But he did apologise. You know, we're trying to keep bang on top of it. Like, you know, this week was utterly clean. Um, it kind of... It, it depends... Yeah, you, 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 you can always try and do the transport money thing yourself, but it's apparently very, very difficult, and there's a folder like that. It's like, or maybe I will approach one day, but in the meantime, I've got other things, other things on me, me plate, like, you know. Uh, Ray Ashizumba says, uh, good morning. How much do you quote on rigid trucks, please? We quote at the moment, normally about 250 a mile on a seven and a half ton, and three pound a mile on the, I've got between 250 and three pound. On the seven and a half ton, three pound and three fifty on on the bigger ones, and then on the minimum we normally pay about two fifty a job. Although we try and get three hundred first one, um, and the prices are increasing slightly. Although I have found as I've increased my prices slightly, I am getting far less jobs. So it kind of is around about the same same thing, like you know. Um, Tifioso Cornwall makes a point. It says HGV shortages in the UK. Um, he said, but there were coach drivers, tour drivers at the moment. That we said, where I live in Cornwall, all the coaches are parched up, but the yards are not really being used. As um, these drivers, you know, because they can't do it because of the, the, the um, COVID thing, you know, people aren't doing coach tours. Now, they've got CPC licences with full CPC, um, sorry, PSV licences, but with a CPC and their experienced coach drivers, he spent, I spent years driving 57-seater coaches all over the UK. He's, he's kind of saying, well, I might not be able to drive an Arctic, but I certainly could drive you know i might be able to drive a rigid you could certainly drive a rigid if you can drive a coach you can certainly drive a 20 you know you could drive an 18 ton standing on your head so you could still probably drive you know drive 26s so an argument can be made if there's a driver shortage maybe one of the plans would be to relax the rules between psv and hgv because i can never really understand why you have to have a separate license to drive a bus as you do have to drive a lorry when effectively to me it's the same vehicle it handles the same. It works the same on the roads. Obviously, I'm wrong. But if anyone out there knows why, please let me know. Because at the moment, I don't see why. If you could change the rules to go where we're going to let PSV drivers drive HGVs, that would be a big, that would go a big way to solve the drivers in shortage, wouldn't it, really? But I don't know. What do I know? Uh, David Parks. He says, hey, Pete, any, oh, right, any drivers looking for um, Northern Ireland or Ireland, let me know as he provides customs documentation service. I've written you a, a little link, David, with my phone number. If you want to pass me on your details, if anybody needs um, documentation for Ireland, apparently we've got a guy. We'll see how that one goes. Um, Andy Simmons says, um, he was, he's also very helpful. He said, because we said about refrigerated vans, he said, I drive um, a home delivery van for Tesco's. These things have compartment, ambient chilled and frozen goods. The maximum payload is 500, 850 kilos. So there you go. The fridge does weigh something. Um, Gula Eugen says, right, we're going about small vans versus big vans. He said, I was having a, he had a Fiat Scudo minivan. He said £90 a week of fuel. He said, now I have a Luton, £400 a week. When you calculate all the costs, the Scudo was bringing in more money. 
more jobs a day because you don't have to stay in distribution centres for ages. Plus, the Luton means you'll work longer days for the same money. So, I still recommend the Luton vans, but I recommend the Luton vans because that's what I used to run in. It strikes me the more and more I talk about it, the more an argument seems to be being made for small vans. End of the day, you do you. Uh, MKL. Hi, Pete. Do you recommend any van insurance companies for man and van or furniture removals or deliveries? And someone else asked me about... Um, Oh, yeah, layered uh, back barbershop. Hi, Pete. How much do you pay per month roughly on insurance costs, general business insurance, um, on a lorry setup? Just trying to work out the rough old gains. Mate, we pay around about £1,800 a month. But, again, for, the answer to both of this is insurance has so many imponderables. It's how much is your no claims bonus? Where are you going to park here? Where are you, you know, sort of what kind of vehicle you got? There's just too many for me to actually give you a concrete price. I will say we use Business Choice Direct. I will also tell you that they pay me 50 quid if you sign up for a policy because he's lovely, Tristan. He's actually, I, I want somebody signed up last week. Um, but I don't say it for the money. I We use them because we find them good and we find them very cheap. There will be a link. Because, like I say, they pay me if you sign up. So it's in my interest to do you a link. But don't take my word for it. Get as many insurance quality. Get the best insurance for you. At the end of the day, I want you to be happy. It's not about dough for Pete. Although cheddar cheese is nice. It's more about you guys doing what you need to do. So, But I will do you a link anyway, just in case I get to my garret out of it. Nice. Um, Ross Webb. Uh, looking into setting up a small transport business on a limited company, either with seven and a half or eighteen tons with a tail lift, um, and he's thinking about a high ab. Is there much work for a high ab? Did a video very recently, Ross, about um, specialist vehicles on on the on the CX. There are high ab jobs. If you get the high ab job, chance are you get it for big money. On the whole, though, if you've got a specialist vehicle, the jobs for specialist vehicles are few and far between. Most jobs are for loot and box rigids tail lifts they don't you will get the moffat jobs you will get the high air jobs you will get the flatbed jobs but they're one in 20 maybe more than or maybe less than that so you get the maybe adr would be the one that pings up the most but they are there but they ain't there often so that's the long that's the bottom line on that one um pete fletcher spoke to sam it's vx he said the fee has gone up <laughs> no you don't some you don't say <laughs> one day they'll stop putting their prices up he says they've gone up for the early business he said uh, he's planning to leave the army he said a loot and charge a pound a mile is that per pallet or whatever I can load on well first it's for whatever you can load on but secondly that's the first time ever I've heard any salesman at CX actually undervalue something he said you charge about a pound a mile in the loot and I actually think if you win, if you charge a pound a mile in a loot you'll win 80 to 80% of the jobs. Most of the jobs at the moment are more than a pound a mile. 110, 120, 130. But it depends where you are. Competition where you are might be fierce. But on the whole, most people I know, we will pay more than one pound a mile in a looting. So that's some good news. At least they're not. At least whoever was selling you it was on the level. Which surprises me. I shouldn't really, but it does. Um, Sandra and a whiskey and and Andy on. Sorry, Sandra. Sandra um, says, "IP, I'm thinking of a factoring company. I've got quite a nice deal, but I'm wondering, is it normal that they want to be a, me to be a guarantor and asking me how much my mortgage is, etc.? Yeah, they're lending you money. 
So, yeah, there's nothing wrong with that. As long as, you know, don't worry about it. As long as well, you, the CX is valid, you will do the jobs, the invoices will come in, you they will get paid, that's fine. As long as you do the jobs on CX, you should be fine. Obviously, be careful with um, lending too much, you know, doing too many jobs for some person. Check people's feedback. But on the whole, I know people get kind of scared about whether the dough's going to come in, but it does. So, yeah, that, that should be fine, my love. Yeah. Um, Addy the Real Slim Shady, he says... When you look look on the CX who's nearby, you can see yourself at icons which are green and available and red that are not available, and you see blue blue numbers with van details. The question is, what are the blue ones, not the green or red, and are they available? I don't know. Oh, no, I should know more about it. But being the, the, the fact that I have seemed to have accidentally become the poster boy for all of this, I'm pretty clueless, which I've said all along, and most of the stuff I say is... Um, wrong or at least largely erroneous so please take it all the pictures all but if anybody knows what the blue icons are please let me know i could ring them or text it but i can't be bothered um where did my life go says how much they pay per mile mate anyone there is a video on i'll do it there um on um I did say it depends on which van you've got, but there is a video somewhere on how much you charge a mile per put or something like that. Um, if alternatively, let me know what kind of van you've got and I'll let you know. Um, and Sean Robertson says, I've got zero to, He said, you've got zero time between drops. He said, the biggest pain I have is writing out PODs, never mind putting out videos. Where do you find the time? He thinks I'm a CX planner. Proper couriers haven't got time to make videos. Uh, well, oh, actually, I think that actually warrants a video. Where do I find the time to make videos? It probably isn't that important. It doesn't help you guys on how much to wait and how much to charge and all that kind of stuff. It might be vaguely entertaining. And as for am I actually a plant for the CX, I will give you the same response as I give to anybody who ever asks me that question. If you, you think I'm actually working for the CX, okay. In conclusion, um... No, you only got one conclusion. It's a new guy, Ricky Davidson. I hope you made it to the end of this video, mate. Ricky Davidson says... Hi, Pete. After decoding the secret message hidden within your Chep Palette episodes, I took your advice and attached a tail lift to my Citroen Picasso. I'm confused. The rear axle snapped and I cannot locate Yardale where you promised magical payloads. Having said that, I, took, I look forward to deciphering further comms regarding peering through the loot and curtain side of Maudsley and... Is it Maudsley? Maudsley. And you guarantee looking into thine own mind's eye. Well, Ricky, did you remember to play it backwards? If you play it on 78 and you wind it backwards... That's where the secret message is, my friend. I don't know what any of it's all about. <laughs> right, got to go. We've got people coming in 10 minutes. I've got to go and get changed. Well, I'm not even going to go there. I have got clothes on. I've got trousers on. I don't even know. Anyway, yes, yeah, nonsense. I've got people coming in 10 minutes. Uh, so I will put this, try and get this uploaded by tomorrow um, at half past six. Hope you're all well. Take care. Take money. Save a little more this month. Chime checking accounts have features like fee-free overdraft up to $200 with SpotMe and no monthly fees. Open your account in minutes at chime.com slash goals24. Banking services and debit card provided by the Bancorp Bank N.A. or Stride Bank N.A. members FDIC. SpotMe eligibility requirements and overdraft limits apply. 
Saving money when you start your next project today at Menards. Check out our great selection of garage and utility lighting options. In stock, ready to take home today. We carry everything to help you illuminate whatever project you're working on. Shop garage and utility lighting products in store at your nearest Menards. You can also view all of our entire selection of lighting options today on Menards.com. Save money. 